saying about that diner in town? They serve pancakes, but you've never been there. No, I've never been there. So I'm not much of a breakfast guy. Except I love what? Eggs Benedict. What? Yeah. Oh, now I'm unhappy. <laughs> like we were starting off and it was going to go well. And then you just said, I'm not much of a breakfast guy. I am much of a Satan guy. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> a devil worshiper. <laughs> just because I don't like pancakes. Come on now. No, I love pancakes, but I'd rather have it for lunch. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. Welcome back to the Waystation podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Randy Davis. I'm William Everett. I guess yeah. I the devil worshiper that doesn't like breakfast. Now listen, listen. Like there's such a thing as a good breakfast and a bad breakfast. And I am a breakfast purist. And my standards are high. High to the point that I actually don't go to regular dive diners Wait, anymore. Wait, just the other day you were like, I really love McDonald's breakfast. That's oh, not that's like a high. a very solid breakfast sandwich. But that's not high quality. Look, man, I don't know why you got to throw down Satan. <laughs> <laughs> why do you got to go there? <laughs> I, I I like a good breakfast. Okay, do you like breakfast burritos? I do. Yeah. Okay. Like do you a, like a more breakfast. egg or less egg? Well, a see, I burrito. like a good breakfast. One time you recommended a potato-based breakfast burrito yes. to me. Did you eat that? I did not. Uh, because I when I hear it, uh, the, the sound that I heard was the sound of me gasping for liquid. Like the potato is like <laughs> sucking up all of my saliva and just residing in the back of my throat. But was it, like that cheap meal that you always had two gulps less of Coke that you it, needed? It's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I'll bring you. you know I'll me. bring you a drink and a corner cottage burrito from Burbank. It is corner cottage. Bur oh yeah. Potato. Do you like a little spice? Breakfast brews. I do. Dude, I do if like you go on spice. a Saturday morning, okay. If you go on a Saturday morning to yeah. get a breakfast burrito, it's okay. like the only thing they make, and you will be there for two hours. It's that long of a line. It's that long of a line, and it's that good. It is definitely my favorite breakfast burrito. Oh yeah, we got to talk about Valentine's Day. But first, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Wait, saw... before we go there, here's my Valentine's Day idea. It's All just right. coming to me right now. Okay, well, I'm fresh. glad it's coming to you. It makes sense that it's coming to you right now because it is the day before Valentine's Day that we're recording this. Oh, is this tomorrow? <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, so you know the button that you get from Staples or whatever? What was that button? The, the hit... easy button? The easy button. I'm going to yeah. go and I'm going to take the easy off it and put the pause symbol on the top of it and give it to my wife. That's a solid She has a, a total pause button. That's a solid joke. I like it a lot. That'll oh, work. I made a joke. So no, where do you come down on, 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 okay, so at the risk of being accused of being a killjoy. Uh, Which you're not. No, I mean, I can be because like, so I joked around before that I, I overanalyzed things. So somewhere early on in my relationship with the uh, lovely and talented uh, Mrs. Davis, we decided that we don't care about uh, Valentine's Day. We don't even try. Like on a given year, I'll like, there'll be flowers. You know, on, on another year, it's like, we're not doing anything. Right. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Where do you guys come down on Valentine's Day? That's a trap. Oh, it is a trap. And I just, again, we're just, boom. We're just right back hammering at the female demographic. They haven't just turned it off. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay, here, I'll give you, an, I'll give you a, to our dear female listeners, here's the insight to the man brain. <laughs> okay. Uh oh, we're going to swerve into my other, one of my pet peeves is, uh, it's not a pet peeve, but something I'm very passionate about, the economics of points. Points. Oh, okay. So you feel like you're losing points and you want to talk about points. Well, I, <laughs> I feel like that the uh, controller of the monetary system of the points are women. And so you they can inflate the points. They can deflate the points. They also could give you credit and they also can take credit. Mm. So it doesn't matter how many points you put in the bank. You never really know how many points there are. There's like hyperinflation. Like one day you're like 100 points is a lot. The next day you're yeah. like, you need a thousand. I'm yeah. like, I, I need a thousand? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, uh, that's, there's hyperinflation points, right? There's there's uh, compound interest points. There's uh, And you never know which point you got. You know what I mean? Like, okay, it's Valentine's Day. So here's the trap. The trap is, are you going to get points for doing something on Valentine's Day? Okay. So if you do flowers... Is that a neutral? Like you're just neutral. Is that a net neutral? Did you just check the box? Right. Or are you net positive? But what if you went over the top and you got something really cool? You get a lot of points. Let's say, I don't know, you got your wife a car. Jeez. Okay. I don't think I'd do that. Now we're the fancy that pod. That's really big. <laughs> now our listeners are like checking themselves. They're yeah. like, well, let's say, okay, I let's go back. Let's get, let's get a nice necklace, right? It's not expensive. Just a nice necklace. A nice necklace. And okay. you get it for, it's like, you, you know, as a man, you should get some points, right? I mean, 
But there's an economics well, to like getting I'm, something on Valentine's Day. You were also worried about a trap. I feel like I'm falling into a, tra- a trap. Oh, for sure. <laughs> My wife, just, she literally told me she's not going to listen to the podcast. Oh. She so said covered. she felt like she wanted to give me my freedom to be able to do what she, and she doesn't want to think about how she. So she's, she's not going to listen to the podcast. She probably will just to sneak it. What I She'll mean. sneak it in. That, Cause that, that would be a great, a great way to measure and apportion points would be like, I'm not even going to listen. Oh no, this is net she's going to listen. This is net negative. There's absolutely <laughs> nothing I can say on this podcast that will get me points. <laughs> But so here's the thing. It doesn't matter the value of the thing that you get for the thing. The only thing that has been, has been nice from my family standpoint, if they ever listen when they do occasionally is, um, you know, everyone likes to feel known. So when I tell a story about, uh, the lovely and talented, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Davis or the, um, or one of my kids and, and then, and they demonstrates that I know something about them that they, they weren't sure that I did know. Right. Like you, you do get points. They, they may not grant you the points. They're like, that's the secret. Oh, but account. kid points are different. That's a whole different other economics. Kid points? Like, yeah. I mean, see, the problem is- Because you just is feel that, like they're in deficit from here until they die anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> what's that crazy country in um, Africa where like one day they went to bed and they had a dollar in the bank account and they woke up and like it was worth nothing? Oh, like all of them? <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, that was certainly, that's the way I, feel I went about, to South America on my mission. That's how, yeah. that's, how the, that's how it was there. That's how I feel about the points. So if you go back to Valentine's Day in the trap, right? So the problem is, is that I really do think that if you do nothing, it's a bit of a negative point. Okay. You're, you're, you're going to get points taken away from you. Even if you've agreed to do nothing, if you do nothing, it's kind of bad. So like we all agree that we're not doing anything, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's a trap. <laughs> you should never believe such you things. Don't believe such lies. So, but the problem is, is if you got a really expensive tennis bracelet. Yeah. Are you pressed that I know what that is? Sure. Because I just impressed myself. I mean, I'm I like, bought I a thing called a ping pong bracelet. Is that the same thing? No, no that's, that's different, right? That's with the plastic tennis. spiders. Uh, no, so, uh, you know, if you get a really nice tennis bracelet with lots of diamonds on it, okay. I think you're going to get the same number of points as if you just got flowers or chocolate. Mm. I don't think, I, mean, I think that, is, I think that this, this is it's like a- William today. We're talking about buying cars and tennis yeah, bracelets. Well, that's because I'm <laughs> so trading this in year, my truck today. I just decided to get her some stock. <laughs> in Tesla. <laughs> I, got her, I got her one stock. So I got her hundred shares of her favorite <laughs> Sephora stock. There you go. It's a two. Oh, you know what I should do is get her stock in like REI or something. Oh, she, she outdoorsy? loves that place. What? Your wife's outdoorsy? Oh, big time. Oh, oh that's, that's like great. her favorite stuff. Like her mm. favorite brand. My favorite brand too is Arcteric. Okay. Are you Which familiar? Is, no. It's an outdoor brand. Uh, um, the Greek God actually is the one that taught me about it. And he's like, it's the best quality stuff out there. And I'm like, oh, really? But then you go to buy a, like a jacket is $700. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> I think Randy just fell over. Are you okay? <laughs> but you only buy one in your lifetime. Yes. <laughs> or in my case, zero. <laughs> in my case, I found one on sale okay. uh, at a clearance yeah. and I got it for like 200 bucks, which is still a lot of money, but I've had it for like- But you just sold some stock, traded in a tennis bracelet. <laughs> right. On Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, right before Valentine's Day. I actually think I might get points if I got her like an Arcteric jacket. Dude, I feel that. like, okay, so we're doing, a, we're doing a full Valentine's nah, brainstorm at this point. Let's move on. It's a trap. Like, That's like all I'm going to say. Caller. Caller. There's color. <laughs> we don't take colors here on the PlayStation. This is like some new thing you set up. No, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'd be cool. Calling in. Valentine's is tomorrow. Super Bowl just happened. I saw a, a TikTok slash reels last night uh, when I was browsing the interwebs, and there was a reel of a <laughs> of this uh teenager who's saying he was he was playing um Madden and he and he and he put the two teams on the board that were in the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> and the 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 post was she thinks she's watching the real game. So so, <laughs> so it tilted over and his mom was like, What watching him play Madden <laughs> with the with the two teams okay, that's from the clever. Super Bowl. Pretty solid. I'll right? give it to you. That's solid. Uh, Did that really work though? I know actually it would because like my sons were playing their their basketball game, uh, which they play 2K. And 2K, like she wanders in sometimes and she's like, I honestly can't tell. Is this, is this real or is this video game? Is that it, good? You can tell, but you, you can't tell if, unless you like, you look at it and go, oh no, that's a video game. But if you're like wandering through, you can't tell oh. because they, they have, they have dynamic announcing now. So the announcers 
who are the announcers from the NBA? It's, just, it's like Marv Alpert and those guys. They they announce with an algorithm like the tracks with the score of the game. Like You're kidding? Like, oh no, it's amazing. Like it sounds like a real NBA game. So it's, I'm gonna, it's so stunning. Since I'm on a uh, since you think I'm the devil because I don't like breakfast, I'm just gonna go one Jeez. step forward. Well, all right. I don't do video games. You don't do video games. I'm really sorry for those of you listening. Uh, I I make video games for a living. <laughs> I'm sorry, Randy. Yeah, no, and I actually, I'm actually not offended, but I but do, I have purchased every game you've made. I am an there you go, well done, sir. I'm an immigrant to the gaming world. Like I I joined it as a professional adult uh ten years ago, twelve years ago. So I I, I came up in my career making creative things. And but did was, you play like Atari and stuff like that? As so a this kid? is this is the thing. Oh, this okay. is the dirty little secret. I I'm an immigrant. I did not play video games. Like I'm the sixth of oh. seven kids. So like my parents, when video game consoles became a thing, they're just like, that sounds like an expenditure and you're the six of seven. We're not buying that. Yeah. Good <laughs> so, luck. So I had to go to my friend's house to play, um, you know, I'd go there to play Excite Bike and, and Super Mario Brothers and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So you did go somewhere and play. Well, I did, but I, I'm, I was not known as a good gamer or a gamer. Like I didn't, I didn't buy my own. The first I can't game even I, play Mario Kart. I mean, everyone can play Mario Kart. Not me. Okay. All right. So you don't. So you don't enjoy video games, or I you hate do, it. You, oh, you hate it. I just don't get it. I used to like. Okay. I know there's video games that can make you. That I could introduce you to that you would like, but but you don't like the premise. I, I think I know where you're headed. Go ahead. Oh, I don't care about wasting time. I'll, I'll waste time on dumb stuff all the time. People think I'm all the things I do are dumb. So okay. The fact that someone would want or not want to play a video game, I just don't get it. I don't get, I, I just never have. And I, I think maybe all my kids, uh, just recently, actually, my son has tried to trick me into playing certain games. Mm, okay. Like when my son was home uh, during Christmas time, he's like, hey, dad, come upstairs. I'm like, okay. He goes, okay, here. And he hands me the Guitar Hero thing. Okay. And he's like, okay, this is how you do it. I'm like, okay. I, I'm like, this is so dumb. <laughs> And I couldn't get it down. I was, you know, I couldn't do it at all. So games aren't for everyone. But what cracks me up is when people think they know who video games are for. That's 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 what. I, so I, I'm an immigrant to this community, but but I feel like I could be a bridge to the non-gamer community because of my my intermediate years of not playing a lot of games. And um, and what cracks me up is when people are like, "Oh, you're you know you're a gamer," and they have an image in their head of what they think a gamer is and who gamers are, and what. And I'm like, "Bro, you don't know anything if you think that gamers are confined to a niche of personality, like bankers and lawyers and surgeons and like like uh, and and women who love." playing games like there are like 40 percent of gamers are women that's a starting point like a lot of people don't know that they're like wait oh, but, it's 90 but, 10 i'm like no it's so are all the categories of gaming the same like so no like, that's I know lumping you're... them all together that's okay. lumping them all together okay so like so yeah, this goes from like 40 percent of women aren't playing like like you know bejeweled or whatever like league of legends like that's the hardcore game right it's not 40 but it's not zero well league of legends is hardcore what does that yeah, mean yeah that's a hardcore game uh, there's this game company in town that makes uh, games that are for like so the, 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 there's different classes of games right there's super ca there's hyper casual okay. casual and then there's a mid core and then there's hardcore right a hardcore is something you play and you're continuing the game on a constant basis hardcore like that that's definitely one of those mechanics Got where it. where you play for there's literally a timekeeper for how long you've been inside the game actively playing and like it. It can be months. It can be years. Like Do you remember when that have played Farmville came out? Yeah. Is that hardcore? That's a casual game. So I remember when that came out and I was like, why is everyone on Facebook telling me what they're doing on Farmville? It was so irritating. Yeah. And then I found out that Farmville was making like a billion dollars because people were taking real money and buying fake seeds. Oh, that's that game persists. Okay. I, that game still makes millions of dollars a day. Well, okay, so at the end of the day, here's yeah. my, here's, here's. And it changed games forever. And all the games that I've made were influenced by that game. I Well, I got to admit that it's impressive that they could make that kind of money. Because I'm like, dude, people are giving real money for fake seeds. Because, dude, Brilliant. do you know why? Do you know? And you're like, oh, who would do that? The answer is two to 5% of people that play. 
and they have 26 million people playing a day. So what's 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 two to five percent? I have 26? an idea, Randy. Yeah, let's monetize our podcast by selling <laughs> selling fake uh, like like seeds of ideas. Yes, we'll give or you pancakes. fake ideas for real money. <laughs> fake ideas for real. I have some. And that's short- actually a great idea. Everybody, if you if there's a topic you want us to talk about, we want you to text us or 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 tell us on Facebook what you want us to talk about because uh, we have a long list of things that we want to talk about. But I would love it if. But for they some have reason to pay you- us a dollar. <laughs> but you have to, you have to micro, it's a microtransaction. Right. right. So if you pay us a dollar. cents of it, we'll just, we'll put, we'll put in an envelope and mail to Apple. Cause that's, that's, that's Apple's cut by the way. It's 30%. It's 30%. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll give a billion dollars a day. We'll give Apple 30%. We'll give the church 10%. And then we're keeping the final amount. <laughs> that's right. That's how it works. So anyway, uh, Super Bowl, did you watch it? Do you care? I was trying not to watch it. Why? Oh, I won't swerve into the politics. <laughs> I find it boring now. Randy gets to look on his face like, oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Here goes Everett on his politics. <laughs> I won't go into politics. I just find it to be, um, I believe in the Michael Jordan version of being famous. And that is, I think he said one, somebody asked him one time, why aren't you into politics? And he said, because the other side buys Nike shoes too. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not much of a, uh, what would you call it? Protester, right? I don't protest a lot of things. My wife thinks I do. My, some people think I do. There are things that I won't buy because I just... Yeah, because... because <laughs> I can't made, tell you what. You, you know what? Bad. There's one that I don't buy, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And it was like, why? Sometime in the 90s, Ben and Jerry decides to come up with this idea. And the idea is that they're going to find a new CEO out there in the ether. And so they do an essay contest to become their CEO. Okay. And I thought that was so stupid that I could not <laughs> give them any more money. It made the ice cream taste bad to you. It was so dumb. I can't believe they did it. And I'm like, and by the way, they did it. They hired a guy from the essay contest. He ran it for a year into the ground and surprise, surprise, they had to fire the guy. So anyway, I just think was if you're that essay? dumb, you, you don't get my money. have to an essay on the way out? That's my, that's my question. <laughs> Yeah, who got okay, the Okay, I have an ice cream story. Okay, so, so uh, but 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 wait, go, hold, hold on, go back to the to the Super Bowl. I just was not trying at all, right, to watch it because I just I'm just tired of the of the surrounding of the negativity about the it. The hoopla. The hoopla, the the you know, everybody's like, "Oh, you have to do this, you have to do this." And them doing that is free speech and da, da, da. well, here's my free speech. I'm tired. If I want to watch sports, really I just want to watch sports. I don't want to hear anything else about it. I don't want to hear about the personal, you know, political struggles of so-and-so that's doing such and such. I don't just play football. Yeah, which they did do. Sort and of. And it was a, an entertaining game. No. So in my house, uh, no one no one watches football. I don't watch football. I and yet to, yeah. in the Super Bowl, I'm like, man, first of all, it's been a really solid game for, I don't know, 10 years. Last 10 years, it's been tight almost every year. Like, that's true. This really year close. it wasn't. This year it was not. Who are you going for? Um, so I don't have a dog in the fight cause I don't really follow the NFL, but I, you know, I, the, the storyline of this, of the super, the aging superstar who everyone keeps trying to kick out of the league cause he's old and who's like, nah, I think I'm going to win a few more championships on the way out. I, I just love it. I just love, I love it for the reasons, the opposite of the reason you just said, which is everyone's telling him that like that they've decided that he's done. Right. And he's decided, nah, I'm not done. I'm going to, I'm going to keep eating this. Lunch as long as I feel like it. So that's that's <laughs> and it why it feels like a screw you to the world. Yes, that I that I just like, and the fact that he then went and demolished <laughs> it makes me really happy. I was a hundred percent with you. Tom Brady is uh, so good that people hate him. No, like he's been hated forever. Right. And so for me, it's like, and I love the fact. Of, do you remember a couple of years ago there was like a controversy that he had cheated by taking some of the yeah, air yeah, out yeah, of it. Yeah. And, the, and people would go off like, oh, he's a cheater. He's, he should be have his rings taken away. They should be punished, blah, blah, blah. Well, he has seven. He has more Super Bowl wins than any franchise in the NFL. Yeah. And they're all his. No, and they once they reinflated the balls and he sat out his three games or whatever it was. And he still wins. He went and won the championship that year and he went and won the championship again with inflated balls. So, And by know. the way, he brings out people out of, uh, people want to play with him they come out of retirement to play with him. He's that good. He's good. He makes everybody else around him good. He does. I love, I love, love, love winning. 
I love winners. And yeah. I, to me, I went and bought, when he won his sixth Super Bowl ring, I bought a pair of um, uh, Patriot socks. I call them my winning socks. Oh, wow. All right. So anyway, go back to your ice cream story. I apologize. I didn't mean to take well, you okay. away from You ice know, cream. my ice cream story is kind of a... Well, is it's, it Ben and Jerry's? It, no, but it, well, it kind of is in a roundabout way. So in high school, uh, Dryers had an ice cream that was called Super uh, Triple Chocolate Chunk. Something chunky triple. Triple chocolate chunk. That's a mouthful. So yeah, so it was an ice cream that was uh, uh, it was a chocolate ice cream, and inside there were like there was like chunks of white chocolate, and then chunks of uh, dark chocolate. And then chunks of chocolate covered uh, like smoky almonds. And it was great. And it was like great, great ice cream. And Rachel and I both fell in love with it. And in fact, we passed a, we passed a rule in her family, which is no mining, which is- when you, <laughs> Looking for the chunks. When you get the chunks. So, the, <laughs> so then you go back and open the ice cream and it's just like ice cream. That's I do that all, in moose tracks. It's picked apart. I get all the moose yeah, tracks Yeah, well, we have out. a no mining rule because of, uh, oh, sorry, super chocolate chunk. That's what it's called. Super chocolate chunks, no mining. Yeah. No mining. So we loved this ice cream and we would get it like, I don't know, you know, every couple weeks we'd get a half gallon and we just, we'd pound that over time and then we'd go get another one. And then one day I like, I had a hard time finding it in the store. I'm like, oh, I guess they're out. And then I went back a week later, still couldn't find it in the store. <laughs> a week, week, week after that, gone. So then- They were gone? So I got some other ice cream from Dryers and there's like a 1-800 number on the ice cream that you can call. You called. <laughs> I called and I'm like, hey, so- just wondering about super, <laughs> super chocolate chunk. And they're like, oh, um, and they were trying to be polite. And, I, and they, I wasn't really clear on what they were saying. And then I realized what they were saying was, they're not going to make this ice cream anymore. What? And I'm like, what? And, and, and I hadn't planned on freaking out. I literally thought they were just going to tell me, yeah, there's like a smoked almond shortage. It'll be there in a week. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but what they told me instead was, sometimes we have to discontinue flavors and it's okay. And they're like, give me the talk. As and if, it's okay. As if, as, as if somebody's pet had to be you put call, down. You, you know called I mean? the therapist. You called the ice cream therapist Dude. hotline. <laughs> and I was like, please don't do that. They're like, well, we're very sorry. So I'm like, oh gosh. So I'm really sad. So that was our super chocolate chunk. So no is money. that your favorite ice cream? Uh, that would be, it had, if it exists, would be my favorite ice cream. Did they ever bring, now, they never brought it back? They never brought it back. Oh. But Ben and Jerry's came out with New York Super Fudge Chunk, which isn't as good, but it's pretty close. So every once in a while I get Super Fudge But chunk. that one, there's a mining, you, you can mine in that one. No, we can't mine. You can't no mine. mine. It's even riskier to mine in a Ben and Jerry's because it's a tiny little half cup thing. Then you oh, you this. did mine? Oh, this is Ben and Jerry's. Oh, the first one was a dryer's. Okay, so now cream. you're just now you're just making fun of me because you're buying Ben and Jerry's. Oh, I'm buying Ben and Jerry's. Okay. Yes. I want to see your essay to be the I won't CEO. buy by the way, if you won the essay, I would have been totally for it. You'd be but poor. no, some doof cop. And it would have and it would have disproven you too to be like, wow, it turns out writers yeah. writers should be CEOs. Turn, turns out those crazy <laughs> socialists that run the the Ben and Jerry's. I always think of Ben and Jerry's. Whenever I think of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, other than the essay, I always think of uh, the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Because yeah, those the guys Jerry are Garcia. Right? situation hey by the way did you know there's uh ice cream can be kryptonite to some people do you play chess uh, i don't play chess okay you know our mutual chess champion friend yes he doesn't play chess well if he eats ice cream like uh-huh, during uh-huh. chess or yeah you can win or if you get him drunk on ice cream i'm just saying he told me that for sure he's like i don't play chess as well when i play ice cream I, now, keep I, in mind that I, he was a genuine chess there's champion. There's so many layers of weirdness about this story. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. I mean, like, you, you know, first of that all. That we it, know a chess champion, that he's told you his chess kryptonite, kryptonite. <laughs> and that it's ice cream. By the way, I think, though, it's his, his way of like kind of gently challenging me to play, to play him. I'm not that, good or at it chess. Could, or it could, he could be trying to humanize himself to his fans. Oh, that could be it. I hadn't no, thought no. about that. No, I th- I really think it's a he, you know buy me a buy me some chunky ice cream and uh, and then play me. But do you know that he can oh, play five games at once? Wait, is it a reverse psychology? Thing? Yes, because that's I a two. He's, he's so like, he's, like, he's you so bring the ice smart. Cream. He's he's thinking ten moves ahead right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing forty chess. Yeah, and all he wants is ice cream. He probably knows we're talking about this, and he's waiting outside <laughs> for his ice cream <laughs> for his ice cream and his chess. Uh, uh, do you think he likes Ben and Jerry's ice cream too? I'm not sure. Dude, everyone likes Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Not me. I'm sorry. Like, I, know that I understand your story, but let's be real. That's no. some seriously good ice cream. No. McConnell's. Although, Have I you had McConnell's say, ice cream? I don't like the molten core ice cream, which is just kind of a gooey 
It's just gross. Okay, first Molten of all, not great. Ben and Jerry's are gross. They're gross hippies making ice cream. You know that their sweat and hair is getting into all their stuff. Well, uh, Jerry Garcia. To that I say, now you're making me like sweat and hair because that is that is <laughs> that is angel ice cream, my friend. That is delicious. Have you had McConnell's ice cream, ice cream from Santa Barbara? Yeah. <gasps> really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, that's great ice cream. <laughs> We're just dropping bombs all over the place. We we still haven't even readdressed the pancake issue, but that's all right. I like Let's pancakes. I just hey, okay. So you asked one time uh, on on one of our subjects that uh, like what what do you like to cook? You yeah, didn't say this out loud, but we were we were texting back and forth about it. Oh, I see. My favorite thing to cook because it's super shocking that I cook it is eggs Benedict. My favorite oh. breakfast. Do you make a good hollandaise? Oh, dude, I do. You sprinkle a little bit of uh, cayenne pepper on top, and you're done. How'd you know that? Because it's, it's a thing that people do with eggs benedict. Yeah, I put it inside. Inside? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> you, it's homemade hollandaise Would you sauce say too. that you make a good eggs benedict? A very good eggs benedict. Would you say that it's a better, uh, it's a better, because I've had one of your hamburgers. You're, you make excellent hamburgers, which yes. may not sound like a real thing, but we'll talk about that in a second. Is it better or worse or the same as your hamburgers? Better. Bro, you're making me eggs benedict. This I will is happening. That. And you can bring chunky ice cream and I will not play chess. I will, These are I will, I will I make you eggs Benedict. I will make your family eggs Benedict. Come on. But it'll have to be like a dinner because there's no way you're going to yeah, get I'm your wife over. and my wife up yeah. and, and <laughs> no, happy enough. No, that would enough. be so dangerous. <laughs> They're <laughs> both sitting at the table points. just being like. I almost said, hey, you should come over on Sunday and I'll do it Sunday. But that's a trap. That's a trap. It's a Valentine's that's Day. It's a Valentine's trap. Whether or not you agreed to do something or not something. Going to your friend's house for dinners doesn't you count. You like Eggs Benedict. I love it. Have you had all the, have you been to like, have you traveled around? So I travel on business from time to time. And yes. I go to like the Pacific Northwest. And um, and up there, they have like all these wacky Eggs Benedicts. It's like salmon Eggs yes. Benedict. Tried it. Have you had those? Yes. Are you a fan? I try, I try to try. I used to try Eggs Benedict in every breakfast place I went to uh, when I traveled. I see. And uh, I was always just kind of a test. And then one day when I decided I'm going to make Eggs Benedict, yeah. the Eggs Benedict that I would eat at restaurants started to become not good. I have had one Eggs Benedict, rec- uh, no, I can't even call it recently, in, in, in several years that I was like, whoa, that was not something I expected and very good. And it was a place on um, Ventura Boulevard in, in Encino. I can't remember the name of it, but they had a, it's a, a brunch. They have a brunch. And I happened okay. to be at work that day on a weekend and I was super hungry. So I went out for lunch and they were still serving brunch. And I'm like, oh, they had a pork belly eggs benedict. Pork belly eggs benedict. And it was. That's like a. Amazing. Yeah. That's like an Asian infused kind of recipe there. It was. Pork belly is sort of a. Asian food thing, and Ellie's got a great Asian food scene. It was shockingly good. The other one I had yeah, recently that was pretty boy, good that was good. when I went to Tennessee, I had hot chicken eggs Benedict. <laughs> yeah. That was just weird, but it tasted great. But yeah. my favorite is Black Forest uh, uh, eggs Benedict. It is thick um, Black Forest ham, or not ham, I'm sorry, Black Forest uh, bacon. Do you know what that one is? It's cured with um, a crust of brown sugar. Oh, that's <laughs> so good, dude! Oh, dude, that does sound good. And then, uh, then, then, then you put the uh, egg on top, and then you have the hollandaise sauce, and then on top of that, you have a roasted tomato with thyme and um, salt and pepper. All right, so I used to have a thing that I was always in search of. I I like a grilled Reuben sandwich. Okay, do you know what grilled Reuben is? I do. Okay, corned beef, uh, sauerkraut, yeah, Russian I hate dressing. Rye. And normally rye. they put it on rye and I can't do it. Okay. So I love that sandwich. And I used to try and I used to try the grilled Reuben everywhere I went to try and find the best grilled Reuben that I could find. But then I found it and I literally have stopped ordering it or seeking it elsewhere because it is the best grilled Reuben sandwich. Where's it at? In the world. It's in San Car- Carlos, California at a restaurant called The Refuge. Wait, where's San Carlos? It's uh, San Mateo. North? It's in San Mateo. It's just on the p- peninsula there in the middle oh. of- South of San Francisco. So of I would try Toronto. that um, if they allow me to change the bread. But, 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 I can't do rye. I don't know why. It's a very potent. It's like a litmus test. No, it is. It's like it's okay. So anyway, this place they actually make their own corned beef. 
To mm. which you ask, what is that? Because I didn't know either. So I went and found out. And it's a way to cure beef. It, you take beef and you roll it in chunk like like giant chunks of salt, salt corns. Right. And and then and that cures the beef and makes it. So what's the difference last. between pastrami and corned beef? Corned beef's better. Okay. Do you do you like pastrami sandwiches? I do. Have you found have you ever pursued a good pastrami sandwich? I, I need to finish the story. Okay. So this place makes their own corned beef. They they thick cut it and and it is the greatest corned beef sandwich. So I recommend it to a few different people. Some people who actually whose I think relatives listen to this podcast and they they like texted me later. Like they don't even know each other that well. They're like, hey, I went. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> like, there you go. So look it up, folks. RefugeSC.com. They have the best corned beef sandwich. So uh, regarding pastrami, I'm a fan. I like pastrami. Sure. What, what's your question about okay, pastrami? Okay, have you been to Langer's Deli downtown? I have been to Langer's Deli. Did you have a pastrami sandwich? I did. That's it? That's good. What? Well, I shouldn't say that. You didn't have pastrami. You didn't do maybe, it. Maybe I'm going to the wrong deli. There's a deli that has a location in Northridge that makes a great grilled Reuben. And that was the one where I'm like, meh, because of San Carlos. No, this it. is Langer's. It's downtown on Alvarado. I think I didn't then. I think I did not. It's like across I read the, about it enough times that I thought that Macarth- it did. MacArthur, or what's MacArthur Park or whatever. What's that park that you can get like your social security card and stuff like that? Okay. Their roast beef. What? Wait, what? You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. You like a fake documents down MacArthur Park. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Two things. One, that you know about it. Two. That you know about it, like oh, so I do took you one have of my, a fake one of the go box with fake documents. <laughs> well, how I know about it is this is something like everybody kind of really knows if you work downtown. But the other weird part about it was is I had taken one of uh, the guys I work with to Langer's. I'm like, dude, we got to go to Langer's and have this pastrami sandwich. It's unbelievable. Okay, and it's like twenty bucks, by the way. Yeah, so, no, the, like uh, that's the one thing that hurt me about the refuge when I went there. It was like it was like a fifteen dollar grilled Reuben, and that was yeah. Five, six years ago. So it's yes. probably more now. It's like you know? 25 now. Yeah. But the so so we went down there and he's like, oh, where is it? And I told him it's on Alvarado. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, MacArthur Park. He says, that's where I used to go to get my my fake ID for so, so he could go drinking. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know they sold white people. Well, he's, he's our This feels like so. a cop show, like a buddy cop show. And then yeah. everyone knows where you go to get fake documents. No, it's so funny because when you see like any, guy, like, anything in some L- guy in a food truck and he's yeah. like selling soft serve cones. And like, if you ask for the certain kind of cone, it gives you a fake ID. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to know. Keep your ear to the ground, Randy, and you'll learn something about LA. Okay. You want to know where you get your documents? It's MacArthur Park. <laughs> and then the funny part is, is like, if you ever watch like a show, like a TV show, and they have all the canned footage of LA and like they do these pans and stuff like yeah. that, they always use MacArthur Park. But anyone that knows MacArthur Park knows that there's no people there. Okay. It's homeless people, drug dealers. <laughs> I'm like, it's the worst. Well, and the documentary. And makers. the best pastrami sandwich in LA. Is that yeah. Been- Langer's Deli is legitimately, I mean, I've never been a big pursuer of pastrami sandwiches, but once I had that, it was like, holy moly. It will, it'll make you run. All right. I got a question for you. Yes. So we talked about food a couple of times now. So I feel like that kind of leads to a natural question, which is, this is sort of a side passion of mine. And I ask myself this question, like if I, if I had a different timeline of my life, like I, I'm pretty happy with the decisions I made, right? Right. I decided to marry young. I decided to have kids young. I, I pursued uh, the most responsible version of the creative arts I could pursue. You know right. what I mean? Like I- Responsible meaning you can provide for your family. Yeah, I can provide for my family. Yeah. I, work, I work for corporations. I contribute creatively, but I'm not like hanging myself way out there. Right. Like- Trying to make it, trying to make you my gave dream up stand up comedian film. to be able to have a family. Well, I did, yeah. So, uh, but I'm, uh, but I'm like, if I if there were multiple timelines and there was no consequence, like, so the consequence of me giving up all those things would be I don't have this great family and I don't have this great life, blah blah blah. Right. Um. But 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 I know that there are things that I've left behind in favor of what I got. Right. And so, like, when we talk about this great food, like, could I? Should I have been like a, a chef? A chef. Right? Should I have gone to like amazing culinary, culinary schools school. and like been the edgy guy that worked the grill, who worked his way up, and then and then was like had his own restaurant? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't what? think you'd be able to go there because they're all chain smokers. They're all chain smokers. Yes. All right. True right story. Up. I don't. Great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, well, no, that's the point. There'd be no consequence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> all right. So this food, but is like, amazing. what if you could relive? If there were multiple threads of your life. And you could, and there there were other career pursuits that you pursued. Do you, what what else would you have tried to do? What else could you have done? Military, military. 
I think it's the only common one that I would... What's that? That's an unexpected response. I want to hear more. I think it's the only one. When you texted me that this morning, I'm like, huh. I'm not a much of a what if guy. Sure. In fact, some some uh, somebody asked us. Yeah, I was having a Zoom meeting the other day. It was like, what what would it be like if you didn't know the knowledge of blah blah blah? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I hate that question, right? Yeah. So like, I'm not much of a relive it and go back and you know. Oh, I'm not trying to provoke. Regret. No, no, no. And that's why I was I'm like, I was like, oh, this is fantasy, fun. Right? If it was fantasy, it would be military. I think if there's one, there's one thing that I w- always thought like, what would have happened if I'd gone military? Interesting. I'd, looking back, I'm like in the what reality. Branch, what branch of military? Um, while growing up, I was always enthralled with the Air Force, of course. but not because I wanted to fly. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure why. It was because. <laughs> so <laughs> I just like their song the best. <laughs> Flying high. No, no, no. You don't know their song. Yonder. <laughs> I don't know if it was that or. William, every once in a while, your contrary nature finds, it finds a way to surprise me. <laughs> like, I'd go to the Air Force, but not because I want to fly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then I thought maybe Navy. I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Right. Oh, there you go. And then I thought maybe at the end of the day, Army, because uh, Army is the biggest branch. It's the one that I think, um, you know, one of the things I texted you on a topic today was like, you know, people in history that you relate with. Yeah. But in a weird way, like George Patton, I relate with. Have okay. you seen the movie or do you know anything about him? I haven't seen the movie. I have read his D-Day speech. Oh, and he, he's a complete contrarian and I relate with that. But he's also like this uh, extremely brilliant mind. Have you read his D-Day speech? Yeah, I loved it. Okay. All right, go ahead. Sorry. You're and it, well, and the funny thing is his D-Day speech, you know that he was he was the only general that the that the um, the Allies, or not the Allies, the only general that the bad guys were afraid of, right? The Germans were afraid of Patton. Interesting. And so they would watch him. So they used him as a decoy. At the end of his uh, end of World War II, he had a decoy army of cardboard cutouts. Really? You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But part of that was because he was extremely politically incorrect. And at one point he had found a he he was walking through a, a group of wounded wounded soldiers, and one of them had wounded himself. So oh. it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound to his foot. And Patton went off and slapped him. And so Eisenhower wow. uh, punished him. Punished Patton? Yeah. I mean, he was just, and he was very, he was very flamboyant, right? His, he would have his own uh, tailor. No, he's like a warrior's warrior. He's yeah. just like, no, no, you asked me to do this thing. I'm yeah. going to think of what you think that looks like and times it times four. And that's what Patton was, right? Pretty much. And either he was insane or brilliant, one of the two. And I kind of just, I, I, <laughs> I think people look at me as like, is he insane or brilliant? And I, <laughs> I just kind of relate to that. <laughs> you relate to that. So, uh, military. Yeah. So for me, uh, you already hinted at it, but I, I would, <clears throat> I, I'm going to be politically incorrect here and actually say it. I, I could have been a successful stand-up comic. Okay. And I'm just Why saying Why is that it. politically incorrect? Well, cause like, that sounds like, oh, a guy thinks he's something. And I'm like. That's not incorrect. Like, That's just a- like the, there's certain times where it's just not, it's like, I'm, I'm, I could think I'm something and I just wouldn't be. Like, for example, like. I'd be interested. One of my twenties, I might, I might be a musician, not because I'm an amazing musician, but oh, catchy tunes and whatever. I think I'd be a pretty good producer of, mu- of music, but that's not the point. The point is like, I'm probably wrong about whether or not I could be a good producer of music. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But I've seen a, a close up enough of stand up comedy and and what comedian what comedians do and how they do it that I'm 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 very confident that if I if I had to do it again, I I could make it as a stand up comic. But that. I don't think but that's that politically like a, incorrect. I think you're right because one of the things that you and I have in common is we have a pretty good idea of who we are and what we're not. Yeah. And because of, and good instincts of what we could be. And because of that, we don't beat ourselves up over things we're just not anyway. Right? So I don't beat myself correct. about this. I don't. I don't regret it. No, I, I but but you what you've already had success in that arena. You you, you started a group at your college that still exists today. And thousands of people see every single year that group's performances because of the vision you had. So in a way, you were well. No, I like I, I got a taste. I really did get a taste. Yeah. But but when I when I thought it through about like I look, I want to be a, a husband and father, and um and 
Like there's a comedian that's breaking out right now who I actually really like. His name's Nate Bergazzi. And a lot of his jokes are storytelling and they're kind of family-centered comedy. And it's it's mostly clean. Um, and and uh, have you seen his show on no. Netflix? <gasps> you're going to enjoy this show. Nate okay. Bergazzi, Tennessee Kid on Netflix. You watch the show, you're going to call me because it's funny. <laughs> but But he's a perfect example of why I didn't do it, which is that cat's probably my age, probably in his mid-40s, something like that. Right. And he is just breaking out. Like he is just barely breaking out now. And, well, and, and he's been doing it since life. he was 18 years old. Yeah, it's a hard life. And and my point is like, man, that's a long time to languish in the wilderness to break out now. And, and I don't know. Anyway, so I, and that basically you're traveling, whatever. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is I could have done that and, and I would have been fun. And like, if there was no consequence, I would have done that. You know what I mean? You would have been good. It would have been fun. But it, yes, by the way, it, both, of the, both of the problems of your alternate timeline and my ta- ultimate timeline, if you do think of the consequences, yeah. probably family. You can't be like sure. a great military person and I think a family person at the same time. You can do a great military life, but if I'm going to be a George Patton, you right. know, eh, probably not going to be married. With, or I might be married, but I'm not going to have like a lot of kids. And if I do, they're going to hate me. I actually know someone like that. I actually know someone who was a uh, who was a, a sub submarine commander, and he disappeared disappeared in deployment for like nine months at a time. Yeah, and then he come back and be like, "I'm back, and I'm back in charge again in the house," and and then his kids. And, but he's a military guy, right? So it's right. like he had a hard row at, at home. It was a, it was tough living. Well, and I and that's I do anyway. That's that, I think if if I thought of consequences, that's what it would be. The other one would have been like a cowboy just wandering the plains looking for cattle. Yeah. <laughs> On a horse. Yeah. With no name. All right. So cowboy, military guy. I mean, sure. these feel like- What was your other one? feel like five-year-old fantasies. I feel, I feel like the fireman. This is a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, you know, that was my eight-year-old fantasy. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a fireman at eight. No, I mean, like, it's kind of an extension of, it's actually not far off of what- um, what I ended up doing, I'm like I make video games, but I but I work for LA companies making video games, right? So, I I think I would have. Uh, and this is less certain. The reason that I'm certain I could have made it as a stand-up comic is because I th- I think I have I think I have the analytical mind to be funny enough, but also it doesn't rely on anybody. Like it's literally just you going until until you until you make it. That's like actually a thing. There's no one that's going to stop you from getting booked. Well, right? which is one of the reasons why if I really think about it, I probably wouldn't have been successful in the military because because it relies on everybody elevating you. I, yeah, and I don't And it's systematic. I don't play those games well. Well, no, you chose what you chose wisely. You chose an industry where you get yeah. to be yourself. I'm much more of an entrepreneur. I yeah. I don't like working for other people. I like doing my own thing. Yeah. If it's creative, I want to do it creatively with people that I know can be creative with. Right. I'm much more it's a place to my strengths better. Which is why my second my second place I could have gone, where I think I could have been successful in a vacuum, but I don't know if I could have been successful in the system. I think I suspect maybe even not. Which is working in the in the movie and television business, like going to going to oh, make, yeah. making TV shows, making movies. But that's also something you had a, a bit of success with. Before oh, you I, I did. Look, I, I I worked in the film business in, on the independent side for mostly faith based film. I you know I did. I had some success there. But my point is. There's really only one business. Like everyone's like, oh, but the indies. I'm like, yeah, but the indies. Dude, indie film is such a tiny part of movies. Oh, did you say indies? I thought you said Indians. I'm like, how is Indians going to get into this? What <laughs> no, Indians are we Bollywood, talking about? Man. Bollywood? Bollywood? Bollywood, what are we talking baby. about? No, no, no. The indie film is like, it's such a small part of Hollywood that if, if you're seriously talking about making movies and television, you're talking about making it in the system of studios um, that exist. And- and whether or not it could have made in that system, that's that's really that's un. No one can predict that because it really is political. Like if you even read Bob Iger's uh, biography, he talks about how like he's he's. I, I used to work for him as a, you know he was he was the CEO of the company I worked for, and um, he um, was an extraordinary CEO. Like I don't know of three CEOs who I think are better at focusing on what matters and getting it done right, um, but. But he talks in his biography about how he just got lucky, like like he was about to get fired, and then somebody else who was who was in his way, like um, like quit, and all of a sudden he got promoted, and like he you know it's, it's, you have to be lucky uh, to make it. In so those giant here's systems. my thing. Okay, so here's here's what I 
I rebel against that idea that you have to be lucky because in my in my world, okay, I, and this is something I texted you this morning. What is your what is your formulas for success? I really think have you ever had anyone like try to like recruit you for a multi level anything like Amway yeah, or yeah, okay, so. There are people in multi-level marketing that make tons and tons of money. Yeah. Right. And there are people in my business in real estate that make tons and tons of money. There right. are people in your business that make tons and tons of money. Right? right. The question is not Mike Rowe puts it well. He's kind of on this like, do you know who Mike Rowe is? Yeah, I do. And I think so I know what you're talking about. Go yeah, ahead. He's out there. It's not about passion, right? It's not about passion. He says, Don't passion is for fools. And it's about following your passion is for fools. Right. What 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 I believe, if you want to do multi-level marketing, if you want to do door-to-door sales, if you want to do real estate, you want to do become the CEO of uh, of a Disney, right? T- to me, that's not luck. You can pursue that. Now, it may not go exactly where you're at. So for instance, you said something that I really liked, which was, you know, I chose the responsible thing and decided to go in this direction because to you, you wanted to provide for a family. Yes. Well, I meet a lots of actresses and actors that come in from Kansas or Tennessee or wherever, Georgia, to California, and they're feeding you, you know, the 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 stereotype of of a waiter that is a right. starving actor is yeah. is very true. It's true. It's very true. No, because and you can have great conversations dog. with them. Yeah. And I've had some from some strangely deep conversations with some of these people and they're like, da-da-da-da-da. And it's like their parents are telling them, their college has told them, everybody's told them, don't do this. You know, so few people make it. I have a different attack on that. And that is pursue it till it's not responsible or okay. until something else comes. So let's say Bob Iger, for instance, yeah. wants to become the CEO of, of Disney. So he pursues it. And the guy in front of him ends up getting it. But then like... CBS calls and says, hey, Bob, we want you to be our CEO. So maybe it wasn't that that he pursued that thing and he got to the place that he wanted to be, but maybe it was just in just to the left of what he thought it was. I, look, I think what you're the part of what you're saying that I agree with is the part where if you doggedly pursue something that you are passionate about yes. and that you're good at. Yes. Um, and you follow opportunity, which is what Mike Rowe says, right? In right. this video where he's like, he's like, take your passion with you, but follow opportunity. Yes. If you follow opportunity and take your passion with you, I believe that you can find slash make success almost all the time. I agree. I believe that. But that doesn't mean I think that you can necessarily, like, so I think I could have been successful doing something in Hollywood. And I know that because I worked for Disney and I saw the people that did it. I'm like, oh, I see how that worked. But I don't think that that necessarily predicts whether or not I could have been an executive producer that gets to green light pictures and make movies. Yeah, but I actually think that you're really good at being able to 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 maneuver in that way and I think you could have found ways well, to maybe. get there. Because your talents that 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 propel you are the same talents that find those opportunities and you've taken them throughout your career. Now, keep in mind you've had several different careers that are on several different chan tra, what tangential has what's that word? Tangents? Tangents that are somewhat related. They're yeah. all creatively related. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. And you have a great managerial mind. You have a great way to put all those things together. And to me, that's the passion. That's the... Ma- I believe in a meritocracy. I believe it. I believe it gets you to the top. If you're the best at what you do, then you will get to where you want to be because you are pursuing the thing that you're the best at. Now, that comes back to, can you really look at yourself in a realistic way and say, yes, I'm good at this, or no, I'm not? Yeah, that that that's where it gets really weird really fast, right? Right, and that's more difficult to, I, to define. I've seen those things in, in the career planning where they do a Venn diagram of like what you're good at and what people will pay you for. And did you take one of those? Uh, do I take no? I don't no, think, that, that like you know career. I don't. Placement. I didn't take a little a, a test, but no. But I've just seen a Venn diagram of it. it's like try and draw a circle around what you're good at, what people will pay you for. And what the world needs. And if, if there's something in the middle, that's the thing you should pursue for a career, right? Yeah. And I don't think it's that e- I don't think it's that easy. And I think passion gets you so far. And then if you take the opportunity pass, you know, you just you're just making left turns and right turns. I mean, my brother, right? He was the world's best tap dancer at one time. He was the world's best boy sopranist. Do you know who Beverly Sills is? Uh no. She's a very famous opera star, right? Okay. She one of her one of the most Incredible thing she ever did was uh, Queen of the Night from um, uh, Mozart. It was a, from a un- unbelievable aria. She's just great. Anyway, she says that my brother was the best boy sopranist that ever lived. Problem. 
Yeah, he's not a boy anymore. Right. <laughs> so, you know, he pursued something that he was very good at. Was he the most talented at it? He would tell you no. Did he work harder than anyone outside it? Yes, he would. And then he took the opportunities that came his way. And so to me, it's it, it's following opportunities of things that you're passionate about. Interesting. And, and not, not that passion's going to lead you there, but then as long as you're good at it, right? You're going to, you're going to, you can succeed. I believe in a meritocracy and all, and all fibers, my beans huh. and fi- all the fibers of my being. I believe that there's such thing as merit. I believe there's such a thing as merit. And I believe it usually triumphs in the end. I Amen. don't, I don't believe it always does. Uh, I, I agree with that. I agree. That I some believe it usually, it. but it usually leads to a good outcome. And, um, and, uh, yeah. But did it, but does it, okay. Take general Patton. He was the best general in the, at least the, the enemy thought he was the best general we had. Yeah. What about it? Okay. He was, he ends up being a general of a cardboard army. Yeah. But he also, Is that ended, success? he also ended up helping us win the war. There that we go. Save, save the world. There we go. But that's kind of the point, right? If you do the thing that you're best at or that you're, 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 that you're good at, right. And you work really hard at it. You may not turn out exactly what you thought, right? Eisenhower was the other general. He became the president. The thing that I have learned by sad experience is the difference between working hard and working what you perceive to be hard enough and working really hard. True. (laughs) So I had a period of time where my career was really uncertain. I I had a lot of ups and downs in my career. Um, It was during the big financial fallout of 2008. You know what I mean? I right. kind of had a lofty perch in a job and then I had, and I bounced between a few different jobs and it was really struggling. Right. And um, the one that finally broke through for me was this video game job, but it was a job that was entirely understaffed. And, and we found ourselves in the Bay Area, not making enough money doing a job that was understaffed so that I would work, I, I was running a team that was developing in China so I would work during the day at my job. And then at night, I would go sit on the couch and take a call in China and then say, okay, I'll call you back. Work on that. Let me know how it goes. I'll call you back in an hour. And then I would set my alarm and, and go to sleep for, for 55 minutes and then wake up an hour later and have another call. And I did it all night long for a while. But where and did that lead you? It led me to a career that I'm happy with now. Right. The, the, where I'm, where I'm respected, where I don't stay up all night, right? Where I run teams of people, and we make games that I'm proud of. It totally works. But my point is, one thing that I would say to all of our, um, all we have some young people that listen to the show. A lot of them is there's a difference between working hard and working hard enough, and 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 then just going all in. And there's a point in your career, it's usually early, where you have to go all in on the thing that you want. Right. And it usually ends up in a good outcome. I totally agree. So that's our inspiring rah-rah speech for the day. Rah-rah. Chase good outcomes with your talents. And believe in merit. And believe in merit over time. Over time. The aggregate value of merit over time. Right. Oh, and if you're playing a chess captain, feed him ice cream first. <laughs> feed him ice cream first. This is the Waystation Podcast. This is Randy. This is William. Have a good day. <laughs>